What am I supposed to do in post? <laughs> supposed to, you go to the chunk, you go, hello, you shouldn't be here, and you get rid of it. What do you mean, you shouldn't be here? Like, get rid of me or get rid of the noise? Yeah, just cut Jacob entirely. I, I'm not saying don't. <laughs> I have a lot of background noise. You think that foot touching that table is going to make a lot Probably. of Probably. Yeah, I, I bet it's picking up. Nah. You're just sort of complaining about your ADD. Right? I know. I'm <laughs> you, I can't be helped. I know when I record, mine's really bad. Mm. I almost feel like I should go through Clean mine. Clean it up? Yeah, because that's how bad it is. <laughs> well, actually, I've, what I found on one episode was that all of our background noises kind of... Sink? They, like, cancel each other out, so it's kind of a nice ambience. No, like a white noise? Like, if I go through and, like, try to clean it up, you start hearing everything in the background of each of them, and it's like, oh, I should have just left the fan noise in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be me. I I probably have the fan running every fucking episode. <laughs> no, I, I think it's okay, because you can still hear us just fine. It's just, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Just you and your paranoia. We'll get we'll get Adam to fix it up this winter. We'll get some actual audio quality. He's never doing that. You know he I mean? will when he's bored. He will. He's bored all the time. No man. No, he's working, me. right? Yeah. Hi everybody. This is Left Look Podcast from the Gatto Institute. It's a very special episode because we are all in the studio together. The studio. Unlike usual, we're we're in our separate home studios. We're in our cubicles. <laughs> oh right, cubicles. yeah. <laughs> We, I'm pretty sure first episode we said we're in studio right now. Yeah. Charles is making us work. Yeah, we're in a real studio this time. It's the, it's, the, it's the basement. The basement. We, we got locked in the basement. Yeah. Uh, Fire drill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little embarrassing. Um, Charles locked us in here. Yeah. He's, t- he's, t- he's telling us it's a fire drill, but... You listened to 30 seconds of one of the episodes and said, what's all that background noise? And now we're stuck down here. So. Jacob's goddamn fan is what it is. <laughs> now, uh, as to why I'm here, um, I just got caught in a crossfire. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. Um, yeah, he said you three go down there, and he didn't realize that he was only the boss of two of us. Yeah, I just, I could have said no and left, but I, I felt Social like, anxiety I, got you. Social anxiety or solidarity, man. <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> solidarity anxiety, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely fucking public uh, property too. Yeah, all right. So yeah, also no theme music this week. We're on a different computer. No big deal. We had to use the one we found here in the basement. Yeah, it was just lying around. <laughs> Hopefully, it can upload stuff. We'll see you later. Yeah, I hope the Wi-Fi reaches down here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what do you guys want to talk about this week? Well, we kind of, we spitballed two ideas, but I guess we'll just outline those real quick. A Canadian election has started. What are we, like halfway through it now? Yeah, a grueling 30-day election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we might talk a little bit about that. and The scandal, the drama. What, what you listeners come here yeah. to hear. The, the deets. The shittiest of takes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in our description it says hot takes, so... Hot shit takes. We should... Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing, though, right? <laughs> we change it to shit hot takes? <laughs> I feel like that's the best of both worlds if you word it that way. Yeah, we okay. can try, but I bet we just end up with hot shit. <laughs> <sighs> Either way. We've got takes. And uh, the other thing we might discuss is Afghanistan. They've got a new government. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 
feel like we need something lighter to start off with. I got something that's related to the Afghanistan yeah. thing. There's a Russian uh, foreign minister in Afghanistan, and uh, he's staying because, you know, the Russian minister is not in danger at all. And his name is Kabulov, and it's spelt like Kabul, oh. the capital of Afghanistan. He's right at home. Love, yeah, he loves Kabul. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. yeah, my name is Taliban Love. Um, <laughs> Taliban Love. <laughs> I'm just hanging out here. Yeah, something lighter? I don't know. Um, Heard a good joke recently? That was pretty light, I thought. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It definitely wasn't heavy, Thanks. that's for sure. Uh, any good jokes? Um, no. No, me neither. <laughs> I, di- I did watch something really funny today, but I feel like trying to explain it with my voice wouldn't... It would ruin it. All right. That's good. That's fair. Yeah, it's a little teaser. I think the listeners will appreciate that. Unless, I don't know, people want to hear me explain videos I watched on YouTube. <laughs> I feel like that could be some funny content. I could do that. I, I watched two hours of somebody just, like, tearing Dave Rubin. You know Dave Rubin? No. The sandwich guy? Sounds delicious. <laughs> you both made the same joke. Does it come with... It doesn't, does it come with Mustard, yeah, it does. <laughs> I was going to go with Oju, but... <laughs> uh, Rubens don't have Oju. Fuck it, they can if they want. <laughs> yeah. That's, All right. That's Montreal steak, isn't it? Do you, you guys have heard about the Young Turks then? How about the, sorry, not the... Yeah, the Young yeah. Turks show. Yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, okay. Well, he was uh, a part of them for a while, and then he left. I remember there was drama... He's a he's an idiot. He's, like, mentally incompetent. Okay. And he left and he started his own show... And he's this gay man who has drifted further and further and further to the right. Now he's basically <laughs> a fascist. And, he, like, the prediction is any day now he's going to come out as ex-gay or whatever, like Milo <laughs> Yiannopoulos, right? right? okay. But I watched two hours today of somebody just, like, taking that man apart piece by piece, like, slow, calm, and then by the end it was just, like... So we can see that obviously Dave Rubin isn't interested in just finding the ideas or having an argument in the marketplace of ideas. He just wants to uh, repeat an echo chamber to his own fascist audience. And I was just like, yes, queen. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> Gone. <Nice. laughs> Two hours invested. Invested. That's such a better way to describe it. Yeah. How could I... it be invested? I already knew that I hated Dave Rubin. <laughs> Now you can have a you can have a more educated conversation about Dave Rubin if he comes up. Yeah, now you can validate it with somebody else's opinions. Mm. And we've learned now through your YouTubing that he's not a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's a big plus. <laughs> Honestly, a big minus. I'm kidding. I would have preferred if they were a sandwich. You guys heard of uh, Marianne Williamson? No. Fuck. So. You guys are just not politically YouTubers, eh? We are recording in a basement. <laughs> the uh, she she ran for Democratic president. And she's like a, a hippie yoga uh, kind of person. Okay. She went on Dave Rubin's show and fucking dismantled him, like slow roasted this guy. Well, Dave, that's really just missing the point, don't you think? Because when we say racism is institutional, what mean we mean is there has been. Uh, duplicitous laws that have been made to focus on directly black communities over the years. For instance, redlining. I'm sure you've heard of that. You can't be that uneducated, Dave. <laughs> just, wow. Yeah. On just, his own show. On his own show. Oof. Yeah. I mean, they invite these people on to their shows to basically shit talk them. 
no, that's not how the right works. Yeah, come on. Really? That's yeah, what that, you think? That's our plan. That's what we're going to do with guests. Well, why do they have these people on their shows, then? Well... To the, make them look like they're shitty. Oh, well, he failed. Wait, to make Dave look like they're... No, sh- no, to make the people they have on. Oh, well, Dave failed at that task. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it goes the other way. I think that's the point, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I watched another video of Ben Shapiro talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, that's gotta be good. It's so good. Neil deGrasse is like, he doesn't have a lot of opinions I really like, right? He, he's a person who said philosophy is useless, right? And that's enough <laughs> just to make me boil, right? Yeah. But he, they were talking about uh, trans rights and trans people, right? And Neil deGrasse Tyson just alphaed him the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ben would try to interrupt and he'd be like, well, you know, he's got that really fucking yeah. deep. Yeah. I'm not finished talking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gesticulating, son. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, you yeah. can't get in the way of science like that. Yeah, yeah just like very well educated. Yeah. If you want to say facts don't care about your feelings, you have to listen to the fact guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what he said. He's like, uh, what do you mean uh, women are women and men are men? Sex expresses itself on a spectrum. So I guess my real question is, What's your agenda here? <laughs> it's like, whoop, mask off, he's a fascist. Yeah, really, straight to the point. Yeah, yeah wow. Zero to a hundred. A hundred. A hundred. You went for hunted and hundred. I didn't consciously, maybe that's what happened. Hunted. Hunted. <laughs> I am a nightmare walking psychopath talking. Okay, that was good. Yeah. Rap moments with Jake. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> rap moments <laughs> alright yeah we've got the marks minute and rap moments there's no marks minute this week folks I didn't prepare yeah sorry to disappoint you sorry to all our raving listeners <laughs> our, our just unstoppable fan base we surely have at least a download by now they will be it's you you're our download no a download that's not me really <laughs> maybe I doubt it I'll check when I get home <laughs> we're on Spotify so we should it's just on, it's just Charles it's just Charles. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> he was that one download. He he missed he missed our file share and he just downloaded it. He knew where to find it. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, Afghanistan then or Afghanistan? What's going on in Afghanistan? The Taliban moved a lot faster than everyone thought they would. More like Afghanistan, am I right? <laughs> Jesus, it's like. Thousands dying there. I don't know if I'm comfortable making that joke. That's why I made it. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to. I'm putting the bookmark down that Jake said that's objectionable. <laughs> that's fair. That's somebody who knows very little about most things. That's what I'm here for. Afghanistan. Yeah, I don't know. More like Afghan I stand, am I right? Oh, yeah. Afghan I stand? Can I? May I? No, can I? Literally, am I allowed to? Sure, yeah, no problem. Cool, uh, you heard it here, folks. You can stand Afghanistan. You can. Stan. You can stand. Or you can stand the Afk, at least. I'm a bit of a stand for Afghanistan myself. Yeah, I'm a Kinney. Afghanistan Kinney. Oh, am I using DNI. That word DNI right now. <laughs> yeah, if you're not on the internet, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, if you are on the internet and it's the future, we also apologize. <laughs> yeah, you'll that, know what these words mean eventually. That will not age well. No, it will not. <laughs> it already hasn't aged well. Yeah. Terminally online, you have to be to get all those. <laughs> so, Jacob, enlighten us. 
I don't want to. Uh, okay, I guess I'll we're not talking about Afghanistan. Yeah. I'll talk about Afghanistan. Julian, what's where, your question? Uh, what where, the fuck is going on? Start from the beginning. Start from not the beginning. Start from like recent beginning. No, no, I think. Oh, start from start from the way way back then. Just give me a random year, and I'll start from three thousand BC. 2000? Where does this culture and people that we call the Afghani's come from? So, what languages do they speak? So three thousand BC, there were a whole lot of mountains in this area. Okay. And, uh, are there not anymore? No, there are. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> Flash forward 3,000 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ is born. <laughs> not exactly related to Afghanistan. Not exactly true either that Jesus Christ was born. <laughs> okay, that's another episode, though. There's a, there's a debate there, yeah. Yeah. Um, a theological one that we're not we're not educated enough to have. And yeah, I'm just jumping to Jesus Christ because I want to make the point <laughs> make the point that there's a whole bunch of religions in the world. True. And uh, can't deny that. Sometimes they make people do crazy stuff. Uh, flash forward 1970 years. Okay. Ish. You know, from when Jesus was eight or whatever. Uh, in the year of our Lord, you might even say. Yeah. There was a, what'd you say? It's a communist government was elected in Afghanistan. They voted in the communists. The Democratic Socialists actually got elected. No, it was the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan. They were a true communist, not Democratic Socialist. That's pansy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, anyways, Afghanistan wanted to go red. And who could blame them with the USSR right there? Probably looking pretty good. Also, just a a great color for them. (laughs) Just really... Just color on everyone. Just match their skin tone so well. <laughs> the uh, the culture there wears a lot of flowing, uh, you know, desert uh, desert wear. Yeah. And I think in a dark red with a little with a little emblem of the hammer and sickle. I think that would look, you know, just yeah. really good. Just some nice yellow accents on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, the religious right they couldn't handle this communist government, right? Yeah, and they said this is stupid. And, and so they uh, killed their president. Yeah, and the whole. Did the whole country flip to the right? Well, yeah, they were... Uh, a general was put in charge. It's a fascist coup. Right. right. No so other way to describe it. The fascists got into control and the USSR went, huh. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> We've got this big army we don't know what to do with. Let's go kill civilians. Let's, That'll make things better. <laughs> send it into the desert. Let's send it into the graveyard of empires. The gra- yeah, I knew you were waiting <laughs> for it. And that turned out to be the graveyard Uh-oh. of the USSR. There's mountains here. <laughs> okay. I don't believe that that was the graveyard of the USSR. It was, it was on its way out anyways, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There, no, I blame Gor- uh, Gorbachev fully and completely. Glasnost and perestroika, which means something like, a, uh, what's the word, transparency and reform or something right. like that the fuck is that? You're a communist government under siege, right? You're, yeah. You've got 80% of the world's population out to destroy you day to day. And you're going to be like, well, let's do a little reforming from the inside. It's not the time. It's not the day. <laughs> Later, Gorbachev. Later. <laughs> be patient. A weak, weak man who led to, you know, the rise of basically Tsarism again in Russia, right? And yeah. the dictator in Belarus and Islamic jihadist running Kazakhstan and Tajikistan and Azerbaijan and all these fucking t- stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nonsense. So yeah, the USSR moves in and uh, I don't know, were they having a pretty good time before the Mujahideen or 
where they fucked from the beginning. I mean, I think you just can't hold that region, but definitely the movie... You guys uh, seen that Tom Hanks movie, Charlie Wilson's War? No. No. It, there's this senator named Charlie Wilson, and he just, like, really, really wants to send rocket launchers that can bring down the helis uh, in oh, Afghanistan. Stingers? Yeah, stingers, exactly. And, uh, yeah... Anyways, so the Mujahideen were getting slaughtered, and then they got stingers, and then they, they didn't get slaughtered as much, but they were still getting slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, then everybody was getting slaughtered. But yeah, Russian helicopters, the Mi-24, if you don't know what it is, take a look, pretty cool. I'm totally not uh, hyper-fixated on it from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, then what happened? Uh, so yeah, the CIA is arming the, what would become the Taliban, I think. Yeah, well... I think we should slow down a little there, because they. I think they do become the Taliban, but like a lot of people who are mainstream normies would hear that and be like, the "CIA didn't fund the Taliban. The Taliban is a Pashtun offshoot of the, uh, of the Mujahideen that had to go through Pakistan and be funded by the Pakistani government." As if there's any fucking difference between that and the CIA <laughs> starting them. Right. I don't think normies would say that, but I see what you're coming from. I've seen normies say it online. <laughs> they do tend to just regurgitate whatever CNN tells them. Yeah. But, uh, I, no, I think you should start, before we jump to the Taliban, you got to talk about Al-Qaeda, right? Mm. So in 1988, there's a Mujahideen fighter named Osama bin Laden, and he's got, he's a part of the bin Laden family. And the bin Laden family it has serious ties to the royal house of Saud. Mm. And uh, he... Is there he's a good fighter he's there early but by 1988 he's become disenchanted he wants his own power base he's a billionaire's son he's total ego you know what yeah. i mean and so he starts his own group called al-qaeda the war ends the next year the soviets leave and the taliban have taken control of afghan sorry not the taliban the mujahideen have taken control of afghanistan and some of the mujahideen fighters go over the border from Afghanistan to Pakistan. They learn Pashtun, they start their own school, they have their own prophet, la 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 la. They come back and they take over all before 9-11 happens. Mm-hmm. You want to jump in? Should I slow down? Or? Yeah, 9-11. It was, if you're not aware, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Osama bin Laden flew two aircraft at the same time into two really big buildings. Have you seen that? You seen that meme of what's his name, the French uh, fighter, the Quebec French fighter? He's doing the splits between two F 15s <laughs> It's the same thing. What's his name? Jean Claude Van Damme. That's his name. <laughs> that was enough. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. But no, I'm into it. It's a great meme, folks. Find it. <laughs> so, Mister. But Mr. Bush did not. Uh, obviously using remote controls to fly both of these planes at the same time, yes. correct? Yes, And Into by remote controls, we mean... Saudis. Brainwashed Saudi youth, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I know, I made it sound like something else. I was really hoping for battery-operated, but... Uh, no, they were it. they were whole, like, airliners, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you haven't heard of 9-11, you should watch... Uh, so were they hoping to... Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something unrelated. Yeah. That is something unrelated. That's like a it's like a nineteen eighty four type novel. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kinda of related, isn't it? No, not at all. 
It's got nothing new. It was written like 30 years before. That's Fahrenheit 451. Oh, you're right. I'm the idiot. <laughs> oh, I thought that was part of the joke. <laughs> Sorry. No, you had me going. I'm like, no, Michael Moore's movie, Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, I see. That's what's... I'm on the internet. Not enough. <laughs> That's what's... <laughs> oh. Okay. So we're all just a little lost. Yeah. yeah. Glad we got that hashed out. And yeah, so he... Uh, what? The Twin Towers fall... Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, this is Iraq and Afghanistan's fault, even though it was kind of the Saudis. Well, getting ahead of yourself, one little joke I want to tell. Apparently, the head of the CIA saw the news on CNN or whatever it was at the time that the, the towers were falling, and he goes, I hope those aren't those Saudi guys we were training out in Arkansas or whatever. <laughs> what a fucking line. <laughs> and... Um, but, yeah, no, the the first thing they do is they decide to invade Afghanistan. Iraq came a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And when Americans, they were led by, uh, what's his face? The uh, Mad Dog? Yeah, Mad Dog. General, uh, what's his name? Maddox? Yeah, they're good for you. <laughs> <laughs> General Mad Dog, call sign chaos. He goes in and he says, I'm going to kill some people. And they're like, no. The Taliban says, no, we surrender. We'll find this guy and we'll give him to you. That's just not our fight, guy, right? <laughs> and the Americans turn that down. For, so wait, they're the Taliban now? No. The Taliban control Afghanistan. Okay. Osama bin Laden and his al-Qaeda have stayed in Afghanistan. Okay. But they're an internationalist jihadist group, right? right. Mostly Saudi-affiliated, right. I would say. But, yeah, the Taliban were Pakistani but are now... Firmly Afghani. Okay. They have control of the country. They say, this guy's in a cave. We'll fucking find him. We'll give him to you. No problem, yeah. right? We'll even surrender. You can do a little westernizing. We don't care. You'll leave eventually, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> and America says no, probably because Dick Cheney and Ronald, uh, Don, Ronald, Donald Rumsfeld are in charge, and they want an excuse to do more spying, one, and two, I don't know if you know this, Afghanistan has, like, unreal amounts of mineral wealth. Like That's why I mentioned mountains. Yeah, the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was coming back to. Uh, There's 3,000 years we're so important. <laughs> <laughs> it goes a little longer. That's great. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, say, they say no, right? One, they're trying to get this wealth. Uh, Halliburton, the company at Cheney works for, wants oil pipelines yeah. put ag- across Afghanistan. There's like a bunch of reasons that American Empire wants to be there. So they turned down the, uh, the invasion, uh, sorry, they turned down the surrender of the Taliban, invade with unreal numbers, and kind of just chill there until it's time to go take the oil instead of take the rare earth minerals. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go to take the oil, they kind of just chill things off there until Obama gets in charge. And I think that's the next major plot point in the story. Yeah, and also just a little Canadian note, because we are Canadian Institute. Hello. We uh, we went into Afghanistan. We said, sure, we'll jump in that pot. But yeah. we said no to Iraq for some reason. Yeah, because that's the dumb war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you sorry, you want to touch on Obama? I do want to touch on Obama. Because Obama, I hate Obama so fucking much. Yeah, that's fair. He, um, he runs on hope. And then he gets in and he goes... So I know I said I was getting out of the wars, but I'm putting 40,000 troops in Afghanistan. (laughs) And uh, he does that. It's a failure, because, you know, you can't win in that country. You're trying to conquer a people, right? War's about defeating armies, right? Yeah. Whole nother Vietnam. Exactly. It's Desert Nam. (laughs) Desert Nam. (laughs) But, uh, 
Yeah, so he does that. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called War Machine with uh, Brad Pitt in it, and he plays the general who convinces America that they could win. We just need uh, stuff to win the mission, right? It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, they fail that, and once Obama figures out that that's just not going to work, they institute a, a rolling deployment scheme where they go... We'll have 5,000 for a bit, and then 10,000, and then down to just, like, special forces. And it keeps the Taliban on their toes to such an extent that the uh, that there's such a low level of violence that the media leaves it alone, which is essentially what Obama wants, right? Yeah. And on top of that, he institutes the most despicable, the most war crime-ridden program in the history of America, in my opinion, which is the drone program. Oh, yeah. And, you know... I'll give him his due. He's kind of selective about it, but he's still killing children at weddings and shit like that, right? Yeah. And also, he sets the precedent that whatever fuckwit gets in charge or becomes president has the control to just play video game wars wherever he wants, right? Yeah. And yeah, that, those drones are fucking scary. They are scary, and they get scarier every year. Yeah. <laughs> you look at the ones they had in uh, the original invasion of Iraq, I think they're called the the Predator drones. The old Predators, yeah. Yeah, and now they have something called the Reapers, and they're just so much scarier. Yeah. But, well, there, uh, was, there was one that got leaked. Sorry, I'm jumping in with a tangent here. Absolutely, I love military tech. One that got leaked because Iran captured it. Yeah. They just, like, hacked into its guidance program and landed it at one of their own airfields. Cool. And the U.S. Air Force was like, yeah, this does exist, actually. <laughs> we were denying it, but now Iran has it, so... That reminds me of that uh, time Trump released those photos of Iran, and the military was pissed because it, like, completely spoiled what their uh, capabilities were for, like, uh, taking oh, photos like from satellites. Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> like... Whoops. <laughs> really funny. That was, what a comedy of errors that president was. <laughs> but, um, Anyways, yeah, fuck what Trump is in charge now, right? And he, uh... He says we're pulling out. Right? Well, he, he, no. The, the first he decides to go on a rampage with the drone program, right? He he kills more... He, sorry, he does more drone strikes in one year than Obama does in eight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... That's a lot of drones. That's a lot of drones. That's a lot of damage. It's a yeah. lot of civilians dead. A lot of weddings bombed. <laughs> it just opens up the beehive. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. Shit starts getting bad again because he's being a dick. <laughs> and so, leading up to the election, Trump can see that all this violence is bad for his election campaign. And so he says to the Taliban, this is no good, right? <laughs> I'll give you 5,000 of your guys back and I'll pledge to leave, right? I have no doubt in my mind he was going back on that deal. No doubt, right? Maybe. You look at the history of Trump making deals, and then he goes back on deals. That's his whole thing, right? But um, That's the art of the deal, is going back on <laughs> Not paying your contractors, right? <laughs> not paying your taxes either. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, yeah, so he sends these 5,000 veteran soldiers back, and their leader of the Taliban, who is now the head of the government there, fucking crazy <laughs> and uh he says you know chill i'll win this election and then I'll, I'll leave in may or whatever and then he loses the election and joe biden is just not criminal enough to you know use the force that would be necessary to bring the government and countryside back and under control and so he plans to leave and now we're getting to the point where you where we started where you said it happened way quicker than most, more quickly, sorry, <laughs> than most people said uh, it would. And what I think happened is the generals threw a temper, tran 
temper tantrum. The American generals? Yeah. They were told, we've lost this one too. And they were like, well, fine. Well, I'm not doing a withdrawal program then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to be the uh, the Vietnam generals who go down in history. They're, Westmoreland is the one who's always really shit on uh, from the Vietnam era, who's just like basically trying to apply World War Two or Korea logic to guerrilla warfare. Just like a man so inadequate to his task, he'll probably be etched in stone as among <laughs> the worst generals ever, right? Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now we're at Biden. I, last bit. Biden also is using the uh, drone program and is now bombing something like 15 countries. Somalia, most recently. Disgusting. Yikes. Yeah. Why? Shadow wars with China. It's... Pirates? No. no. A lot of pirates in Somalia. It's... Why bomb them, though? What else are you going to bomb? <laughs> Afghanis. Good for lucky. <laughs> Keep the bombs falling. No, it's gross. I, I think they're they're fighting uh, special forces of Russia, China, France probably to a lesser extent in <laughs> Africa, and that things are just getting more tense in the world. We're living through this century's 1930s. It's just going to get more tense, and maybe there'll be a showdown, maybe there won't be, but it's what it is. Yeah. Hopefully we can get some sort of buyout. What? Somebody just buys the, you know... China might buy America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one way or the other, you know. <laughs> an economic victory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Iran coming from behind with the cultural victory. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win a cultural victory today if we had to look at it that way? La France. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe France. It would be France. France is just... Yeah. <laughs> they won in the 1800s and they... Civil this. rights, the Enlightenment, <laughs> Jacques Louis David. <laughs> yeah, that trench warfare really put a put a stop around things. I was reading a book. Uh, it's like the book on uh, like for popular histo- history on World War One. It's uh, by a woman called Barbara Tuckman. It's called The Guns of August, and it, it talks about the folly of these generals and what they like planned for war. And you look at the casualty numbers for World War One, and it's something like three or four hundred thousand dead for the French and the Germans in August of nineteen fourteen, because <laughs> their tactics were just like Napoleonic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sword in hand, let's charge with the bayonet. It's just like Jesus, one machine gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> just throw more people at it. Yeah. yeah. One take that I heard was that everybody kind of thought it would be a quick war like the one preceding mm. like just kind of a slap on the wrist and mm. you win alright war's over but no technology like really changed the game yeah like the Franco-Prussian war right yeah the problem is that they I've heard that take too the problem is the Franco-Prussian war the French army was I think 200,000 men at that point and the German army was not even the German army at that point and two it was max 180 200,000 men itself right they just never, they never had two or three million men in motion collapsing on each other at one point. It was basically the Battle of Waterloo, but from Switzerland to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a fun way to look at it. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, so that's Afghanistan. Mm. I, um, 
questions. I'm backtracking on my cultural victory a little bit. Okay. I feel... Um, I, I don't want to sound like a weeb, but I think Japan has just infiltrated all of North America so effortlessly. I think that's fair. And, like, a lot of Europe, too. I feel like Japan's playing the long game, just trying to indoctrinate everyone with hentai and... <laughs> I bet you Japan gets wiped out in a war in oh, the next 50 absolutely. years. They're winning the cultural game, like, right now, but, they're yeah, they're going to be one of the civs that gets their capital taken. Are they winning the cultural war or the, the tech race? Goes hand in hand. South Korea's got to be winning the tech race. Oh, for that's sure. true. Sam's seen those trains? Monster. You can order your groceries on them. <laughs> what? Yeah, they have trains you can order your groceries on. Like, sorry, you you tap in your order on yeah, the train? Yeah, yeah, so you're getting ready for work. They have, yeah, it's yeah. like a part of the train sitting at the station. So you come up to these screens. On the outside you, of the train? Yeah, yeah. Oh before, you, before you get on the train for work and you tap in what you're going to need for like the day or the week and you get on the train and the orders are all processed while everyone's at work. That's so amazing. That while, when you get home, you don't even have to think about it because you already put it through. It's already like... You just did, pick them up at the yeah, station? You No, they're at your house. What? Yeah. <laughs> you just straight up go home and you're like, oh, my food's here. Great. Boop. That's nuts. What yeah. a higher fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read a piece of, like, it was an article, but it was basically a piece of American propaganda, and it, it said, South Koreans now hate the Chinese more than they hate the Japanese, and I don't know what you know about their history, <laughs> but there's just no fucking way that's true, right? like, I don't know, I can see it being about even. I can't. It's pretty close, isn't it? I mean, I could see you fearing the Chinese, but hate, like, do you know what they did to my grandpa? <laughs> like, Yeah, all right. There. Yeah, a lot of hate. But yeah, there are higher people just for using trains. Honestly, oh, the groceries thing is secondary. Yeah, <laughs> just having like mass transit. Yeah, I don't know if I believe way. in mass transit as a solution for North America because of the way the demographics are spread out across the continent. I gotta believe that cars are, for better or for worse, the way it's gonna be for a long time. Yeah, but I think you could work cars into mass transit with Uber now. You could have, like, a, a taxi service that fills in the gaps here and there. Oh, that's like, not... High-speed rail wouldn't be, like... High-speed rail would be best here, right? In theory. It would, be, it would do really well in southwest Ontario, right? What about all, spreading through all the communities of Alberta, where there's just, like, a thousand little 1,500 or 15,000-person hamlets and villages well, yeah, they spread... Don't service. But, like, if you do a trans-north, like, a east-west... I uh, guess rapid rail, high speed rail. That seems seems expensive to me. If I was gonna do it, if I'm a, a like a civil engineer planner, I would do metropole areas like the Boston Washington uh, metropolitan area would be Eastern Seaboard, yeah, 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 would be like one major, and then California to sorry Los Angeles to Seattle would be another. Maybe even include Vancouver. I think that's what they had envisioned. Yeah. Originally, with like the first plans of mass railways mm. in the states, mm. that's kind of what they had in mind. They just have these huge corridors, and then they were all connected through smaller lines. Yeah. But then that all fell apart because there was no capital in the system anymore. <sighs> so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically why ours got fucked up too, is because we were like, yeah, let's do the same thing, and we just made one massive fuck off train from east to west. Yeah. And we were like, that costs a lot of money. We're not doing that no more. That needed to happen, though, or else Canada wouldn't work. For sure. Hot take. For sure. Shit hot take. There, would have been, really? there <laughs> wouldn't have been any way to move shit around the country. 
I don't think the uh, the Western countries would be able to. Sorry, the Western countries, the Western provinces would remain under the thumb of uh, you know transatlantic Canada unless you had the ability to move a regiment out there every once in a while to stamp down any rebellions. <laughs> yeah, and provide like decent trade options with them as well. Secondary political power flows from the barrel of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under the Canadian election. Depressing as well. Not as depressing as Afghanistan, folks. Well, we, I feel like we didn't really even get to the... the what's, what's going on right now? And I have no idea what's going on. In where? In Afghanistan. Oh, well, they're trying to evacuate people. Right. right? And uh, Why? Well, every time a, a country invades another country, you got to have interpreters, and you got to have your own bureaucracies okay. there. And the interpreters are the real fucking uh, debate right now, right? Because... If you don't airlift these people out that you've, you know... Yeah, they're traitors to their homeland, Yeah, they will be executed, tortured probably first, and their families tortured okay. and executed. And long-term strategy for imperialism, that's no good. Yeah. Because if you want to invade the next country, and they get you get there, and all these people who are bilingual and sort of educated go, yeah, I'm not helping you. You see what you get did to the last guy? And, you know, uh, so they're trying to get out... Mostly people with ties. Pro-American. Yes. Okay. And this is because the Taliban have taken over. Yes. Can yep. we get into that? What do you mean? What happened? They uh, they were mostly rural and in... They were chilling out. It's all those Toyotas, man. They okay. can move fast. And so what? They, it was like, it was another coup? Or... No, they... they, they uh, I think um, the Afghan government just has no interest in trying to fight the Taliban. <laughs> exactly, and also the their areas of control were basically segregated to provincial capitals, like right. 12 provincial capitals, and they just fell one at a time. They were sieged quickly and fell because these, these Afghani military forces that America left there, one, had no will to fight, and two, didn't have the resources to fight. So the the what we would coin the democratic government is what you're talking about right yeah now. i guess you could call it that yeah i don't want to but the that's... ones the one we installed yeah uh, I'd, I'd be more comfortable calling them the liberal government sure <laughs> sure we can call them that the liberal government so they were chilling out not having a very good time yeah and then the taliban came out they popped out from up behind the, the tree yeah and they said time to surrender folks. yeah stick them up yeah and they went, Reach oh, no. for the sky. Oh, no, the Americans aren't here. Yeah. Sure, just take it. So they just, they are just the government now? They are yeah. basically the government now. There's a bunch of revolts I've been reading about going on, but you never know what's true and what's not when you're reading Western media. Right. Because the war machine is pumping right now. They, they want to go back in. For sure. Badly. So I, I think for all intents and purposes, the Taliban have effective control of the entire country. Okay. So we're just in the stage where people who are loyal to the former government are trying to get out. Yeah. And I'm reading a lot about the Taliban basically being, and I know you're going to think this is stupid. No, no, no. Basically the Taliban's just like, nah, you can stay. They say that. But this is what you're saying about being tortured, essentially. Yeah, that's, what kind of control does any leader of any government really have? You know what I mean? Nominal at best, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're, when you're you could, one human amongst many. Yeah, when one person's in charge, nobody's in charge, yeah. right? It's just trying, yeah. trying to control fanatics in the millions. 
and stop them from taking out the anger of 20 years of seeing your brothers and your uncles murdered and tortured and blown the fuck up at weddings. Like, you don't contain that anger. You can't say, no, you don't kill these people anymore. So Biden sent out, like, a regiment size, uh, 2,500 men around the Kabul airport, and they've secured that, and they're lifting people the fuck out. Right. And there's an argument how, as to how many they're going to take. I think the number I've seen is 30,000, but Britain's committed to taking 30,000 itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand has committed to a couple thousand, but, you know, New Zealand is just one of the best-run countries on Earth right now. <laughs> Shout out to the socialist government of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah they know what they're doing. I always, speaking of New Zealand, I always love seeing these, uh, these photos when they, when they crop up, and it's always like... President of the United States, and it's got this huge fucking convoy and the CAA surrounding everything. There's armed bodyguards and the military, and then it'll be a picture of their prime minister in New Zealand, just getting a fucking coffee, yeah. just like waving <laughs> to the camera, being like, oh, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to kill them, right? And they've got their own problems. They're uh, they've got uh, the legacy of Maori fucking repression mm-hmm. that that's still prop, co- uh, still pro- cop, pro- <laughs> <laughs> Take three, take three. I got you. They still struggle with colonialism. Yeah. They have a a member of parliament who's a a Maori chieftain, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. And he got kicked out for wearing the traditional wear of a Maori, which is, and it wasn't really even the traditional wear. He was wearing a suit jacket, a suit shirt, suit pants, Mm -hmm. and then a pendant instead of a tie that was like the, uh, but he was also wearing a cowboy hat, so... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't... It, far be it from me to question how native somebody is. Take the cowboy hat off, man. Yeah, that sounds the wrong message. Yeah. I don't know. It's a look. It's a fit. <laughs> Beef is huge in New Zealand, to be fair, but... I thought it was more sheep. It's, it used to be. It's becoming more and more beef. Is it? What do you think feeds the cows? People. Sheep? <laughs> that don't make no sense. <laughs> the food chain. No, it's kind of funny though. Oh yeah. I thought it was funny. That, it's hilarious. I thought it was funny enough to try. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the they got Peter Zihan, that book I sent you. He says that the um, New Zealand's uh, ecological structure is the best for raising cows in the world, and they've got they're the highest producer of dairy in the world right now. But Maybe. soon they'll like, be beef. Per capita, I guess. Yeah, obviously. I wonder who is the highest producer of beef in the world. It's Brazil. The Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Maybe, maybe the States. States is a lot of cattle farms. Yeah, you know what? It's it's probably the States. The I'm Midwest not, is just all corn and cattle farms. I'm not giving them their wealth enough credit. but I. Uh, Brazil's close. I'll Google it later. <laughs> Next week, folks. Next week we'll talk about beef. <laughs> I know the beef. only place you can get corned beef in the entire world is Brazil. Crazy. It's the only place that produces it. Corned beef? Corned beef. It's canned. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Canned corned beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I yeah. didn't realize that was Brazil exclusive. Well, it wasn't until recently. It's, huh. That's fun. It's a traditional British food. I mean, Britain never produced it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Taliban, pretty much... Yeah, pretty good? No more that. questions? I mean, there's a lot of gray area, but I don't think it's anything... I could clear up. I think I'd have to, like, research. I don't want to. Yeah, by the time you get an answer to, the situation will have changed. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. 100%. Um, the question I'm grappling with, and I think we disagree on this, is, is this the start of, like, another ISIS, like, 
transnational religious war like are the taliban just gonna ante up and be like all right let's let's go for broke we'll sponsor every terrorist organization there is yeah or are they gonna try to legitimize like crack down on their own dissidents try to be a real country well for whatever it's worth to give you your fair shot at it i think i'd like you to explain why isis had the ability to expand and become a caliphate hmm. and then perhaps think about how afghanistan is not in a similar situation who are the the neighbors of Afghanistan, right? ISIL, ISIS, whatever you want to call it, right? Dash. What? Dash, dash. I don't know. You're. I've never heard of it. I'm just. No. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. What, what's that stand for? I don't know. I think that's. I think that's more of a European thing to call them. Oh, okay. Dash. I don't know. Anyways, ISIS arises in Syria, Iraq, and uh, surrounding regions, right? That's a ethno homogenous area, Arab, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh. I don't remember the type of Arab it is, like Mazgreb or something like that. I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that, folks. Anyways, they're a, <laughs> they're an Arab population, right? They are by and fa- uh, by and large mostly the same uh, denomination of Islam, and uh, they have no powerful neighbors that they can expand into. You know what I mean? They could expand oh, okay. all the way to Bag- Baghdad all the way to fucking Antioch and Damascus, and then down through Egypt before they find anyone with any real power. You know yeah. what I mean? But whereas Afghanistan, it's Iran to the west, and fucking uh, Pakistan to the east, and basically Russia's satellites to the north, right? There's nowhere to go, and on top of that, Afghanistan doesn't have the resources to become an international power. What? Uh, how can you support a jihad if you can't even fuel your trucks out of the fucking border. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just in my head the power vacuum in Iraq was, you know. You never know. It could I'm not completely dismissing it. I just think it's unlikely. Because you're right. Some uh charismatic leader could uh, rise up and he could, you know, uh convince the Ayatollah. No, he couldn't. He could convince the the Tajikistan uh area that the they're better off following them and some kind of conate with uh, Toyota trucks instead of oh, horse archers. Yeah, Toyota <laughs> trucks with big browning machine guns on the back. <laughs> Could happen. You never know, right? But I just doubt. That's all. And I mean, they were a legitimate government before the American invasion, right? They were, yeah. So maybe they'll just go back to that. I don't know if they... Legitimate government, we were talking about this before the show, means they were recognized, right? I don't know if anybody recognized them because they had ties to international terror before then. Like, there was an attack in London, I'm pretty sure, before 9-11. So I don't think anybody maintained embassies. I'm not sure. I'd have to Google it. Sorry. But yeah, just just a fun little question to play around with. That is a good question. Interesting. Little thought experiment. Yeah. I like how we briefly mentioned the election and then just immediately came back to yeah, the Yeah, we're just not interested in the election, it's are a- we? <laughs> I said this to Julian. I uh, I care so much more deeply about American politics than I do uh, Canadian politics because it's like inconsequential what happens here. It's like you're in the Roman Empire and you're Italian, but you're not Latin. You know what I mean? You you care what happens in Rome even though you're in Capua. Yeah. Or in Toronto or whatever. Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) Torino. No, it's Toronto. That's the name. Is of the, it? Yeah, the name of the city. It's it's just Toronto. Is the, whatever. You all got the joke, folks. 
I'm not sure I got it, but all right. Well, Taranto was the name of a Greek city on the southern tip of the Italian peninsula that was conquered by Rome, but maintained a bunch of autonomy up until Augustus, pretty much, right? Sure. And Toronto is also the name of a major city in Canada. I don't know if you knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that big sign says? (laughs) Oh, wait, you mean York? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Canadian election, what do we got? Trudeau's hoping for a third term? Yeah, third term. Third term, he's hoping to churn his minority government into a majority... Does anyone uh, has anyone been following enough to really understand why he called the election? I think I, it's because. Oh, go ahead. I think it's because his numbers are up. Yeah, his numbers are up. But he can just do that. That seems really. Yeah, it's parliamentary system. That's some, but it's not the year. <laughs> the way our system works is you have a maximum of five years to uh-huh. call an election, but at any point, if your party sees the uh, the advantage, go for it. You know what I mean? It's pretty yeah. fucked up. Or if. Enough other parties say they have no confidence. Yeah, they can also call an election. Yeah, I thought that was to force an election though, after I, a vote of no confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. We're discussing Canadian politics. We don't even know how it works. Kind of know how it works. So he straight up was like, "Looking good, let's yeah. have an election." Well, you during COVID. That's what the the narrative is, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors, right? If I had to take a guess, they're thinking. Man, this uh, this pandemic is radicalizing people, right? We might see a, a dominant NDP if we're still running shit uh, in the polls, mm-hmm. at least, by the end of next year, right? Yeah. Because we're probably... Or conservatives. Maybe the conservatives. Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we may end up in another lockdown here, right? And, yeah. Uh, Getting pretty darn close. The the mixed messages are not good for a leadership. No. Any kind of uh, management, you need to have one voice because you're directing many voices. <laughs> That's I, to me almost. This makes the liberals look more incompetent. Yeah, I agree. I think this election was a bad idea because it makes them sound incompetent. Yeah. And because their voter base is just not a passionate voter base, right? They show up to be like, hey, man, I hate those fucking conservatives, right? But uh, are they going to show up two years after they showed up the last time to barely keep this fucking dumbass in power? Wasn't the voter turnout the last election one of the lowest been, like Mm -hmm. 50 fucking years or something? It was low, and I bet you this one's going to be low, too. Well, there's fucking a pandemic going on. Yeah, and we don't get the mail-in option the Americans got, either. Yeah, that's just crazy to me that it's not just like a a click on a fucking... I guess there's risks on that, but they'd find any kind of leak, you know what I mean? You don't think so? No electronic voting. Not unless it's blockchain-based, but that's a long ways out. Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't see why you can't... Yeah, mail-in voting at least, but there should be just no problem to 100% voting. I'm the kind of communist who thinks everyone should have to vote. There, yeah, lots a, of countries do that. Yeah, what, like... Australia does. Do they? Yeah, it's mandatory. It's yeah. good. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's a fine. It's it like, makes sense. You don't vote, you fine. You get fined. Oh, I was thinking, like, gulag, but, uh, fine sounds okay, too. <laughs> Start with a fine and see what happens. Socialism to communism, folks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no... There's no reason if we're gonna call yourselves call ourselves a democracy, 
that we shouldn't have democratic participation. What's the, what's the voter turnout? I think it was like it was less. It was either just around sixty last time, or it was just under. I I know that usually it averages like sixty six, but you're saying it was the lowest uh, it it was ever or yeah. in a while last time. So it was probably you know under sixty or in the high fifties percent. We're talking about yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, fifty people voted. You never, know, you never know in Canada. It might be the same thing. He could be talking millions. Yeah. And just like 30 million <laughs> Americans fucking showed up. Yeah. Um, These fucking Southerners keep coming over our borders and voting en masse. They're not sending us our best people. Their best people. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Send us back our people, please. Yeah, so we got Trudeau hoping to buff up his, uh, his government. Yeah. We got conservative... Mr. Tool. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tool. Mr. Tool, the tool shed. Aaron, no tool time. The tool bag. Is, yeah. is he the one who compared uh, homosexuality to uh, dogs or dog fucking or something like that? I swear that's a video. I Maybe. You guys talk for a bit. I'm going to find that okay. video. <laughs> your, your take on the conservative party? Uh, kind of blurred your name there. Uh, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, the conservatives are about to throw a wrench into this whole election, folks. Uh, unfortunately for them, they can't hammer home a single point. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep drilling out these jokes if yep. it kills me. Uh, it's uh, you know that that Aaron guy, he just he's just not level-headed, folks. Yeah, it's a part of the whole. Seesaw back and forth between liberals <laughs> and um, Yeah, honestly, they're screwed. Are they? I, from what I see, their numbers are up. Who? The conservatives. No, they're not winning. They're I think a conservative majority is in the card. Or oh, minority, rather. Yeah, I could say a minority, but it'd be... It'd be so uncomfortable. <laughs> it'd be so uncomfortable, I think... I think somebody would end up rioting. Yeah. And I think I would maybe be there a little bit. No, I'm confusing O'Toole and Andrew Shear. Andrew Shear's oh, the one. Oh, Shear, he was funny. Hey, that's another type of tool. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> You're in the bit and you didn't even realize. That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I bet those two get together and scissor it all the time. <laughs> Uh, what I've what I've seen from the polling is that uh, percentage just brute percentage thirty four thirty and twenty six liberal conservative and NDP, but the way that it breaks down across the country is that it, it looks pretty firmly that the uh, the liberals are gonna win. Mm. Just because we don't have proportional representation. Yeah. Yeah, that should be a that should be a whole first pod. past the post. Yeah, a whole pod on how shitty our voting system is. <laughs> just absolute dog shit garbage. Could be worse. You see the Americans? Oh like. yeah, I do. I like that. Definitely could be worse. But man, it is garbage. Yeah. It is hot shit. Well, we basically. Um, sorry, carry on. I was gonna talk about the election more, unfortunately. Keep going. Yeah, but I read something recently that uh, basically the block. The block is like the real. Quebecois. Yeah, the dark horse of this election. Because Buddy's winning so much ground in Quebec that it could basically starve the other three parties of getting any sort of majority. Interesting. That'd be awesome. Like, like he's he's straight up... Uh, I don't know if this is scary, but definitely interesting. He's straight up kind of rallying Quebec. <laughs> like, getting that weird Quebec nationalism 
roasting on the charcoals again. They can't leave. They can't leave, but <laughs> if, he ta- if he says it enough, they'll want it. They yeah. can't leave, but they can certainly be angry. <laughs> it's, it's like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what kind of existence could Quebec have as a country that splits our country in half? You know what I mean? One, they, they get so much subsidies a year from the federal government, they'd be a third world country within the year. <laughs> and two, they op- they own the most important seaway in Canada. That's a military conquest waiting to happen. Yeah. Then they'd be second class citizens. <laughs> <laughs> Officially this time. Yeah. No votes for you, you fucked it up. <laughs> no, fuck. I had always kind of assumed if Quebec left, the Atlantic province would leave, too. No. I, I could see that. I don't think they have enough power of their own. Like, that's like a third country, though. Newfoundland yeah. and PEI and Nova Scotia are all firmly Anglo. Very firmly, but I think, like, economically. I don't think they could just, I don't think they could just chill out with Canada. I think they'd have to, to have any sort of, like... Viability? I, yeah. I think I think we'd... If the... Notion even arose, the whoever's running the, the intelligence agencies mm-hmm. would start some kind of troubles type terrorism, you know, provoke it, yeah. arm some fucking really angry teenagers, and they would start some fucking trouble somewhere, they'd light up a bomb somewhere, cathedral. and then that gives you the justification to institute war powers acts. And you can crack down on them with extra constitutional powers. So Montreal would become our Northern Ireland? Yeah. Those are Belfast. It happened already, right? Uh, Trudeau the senior. What a smart man. But uh, when uh, he instituted martial law on the the front of national deliberation to Quebec, right? They... um, the uh, re- there was this reporter and he cornered uh, Trudeau one time. He's like, "You can't do this." And Trudeau just looks him dead in the eye. He goes, "Watch me." Watch me. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary Chad. Real ass dude of the week. <laughs> uh, how are we doing on time here? I think we probably filled it. Actually, that's probably an hour. Well, we got three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, this looks bad now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What do we think about Jagmeet Singh? Likeable. Very likable. Uh, cool dude. I really hate that he's. there's never a chance he's going to win. Yeah, the racism is just something you can't it's overcome. It's so embroiled. Yeah it's, yeah, it's disgusting. And the problem is you'll never bring enough liberals to the NDP. You have to yeah. shave them off the conservatives, right? Yeah. Those disaffected rural industrial workers, those are the prime targets for the NDP. And yeah, the ones you have to convince that unions are good. Mm-hmm. Jack Layton was way better at doing that than uh, yeah. Jagmeet Singh ever could, and it's not his fault. And I feel bad for saying it. Yeah. yeah. Layton just had that, like... Whiteness. Maybe this is a bit of a bias coming from like a very strong union house, but he just had that, like... Working man. That unionist attitude. There's yeah. something about it. That Tom Mulclair did not. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean... <laughs> Jagmeet Singh doesn't really have it either, the he, union flag. He definitely doesn't, but he's, he, like... He, he, I don't know, he's a good talker. He's a credentialed class, right? He, he likes to run in the liberal circles, those yeah. elites. Everyone's got a PhD he's in some lawyer, kind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. He doesn't He doesn't hit that note. Mm-hmm. And Mulcair didn't either. Yeah. But uh, he had a beard, so whatever. <laughs> I'll with that. Jake Meat's got a nice beard sometimes, too. He's, he does, yeah. 
the, the way that you should be able to sh- shave those conservative voters is just be like, listen, you know, it's okay to be mad at the liberals, right? The liberals are elitist. We encourage it. They are corrupt, right? But don't go to the conservatives. They fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. And that's what they want you to do. You're just playing into their hands. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who makes less than $500,000 a year has no business voting for the conservative, right? <laughs> they, you're not their constituent. They don't care about you. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I think the trouble is, like with those voters specifically, is they really see it as a spectrum. No, I don't think they do. No, they see the liberals, and then they think, well, the NDP are just the super liberals. Nah, I guess they do, right? Yeah. And to some extent, the NDP shoot themselves in the foot, because... <laughs> yeah, they, that's how they appeal to the liberals. Yeah, they they uh, they uh like to play those liberal games, right? I, uh, I believe in trans rights. I'd never run on trans <laughs> rights, right? Like, yeah. I would just play that coercion game that chimps play, right? That culture war will win itself because the universities all believe in it, right? <laughs> you just got to keep the universities running and that will uh, fix itself. Yeah. All professions, all professionals one day will believe in trans rights because everybody in the professional schools right now believes in trans rights. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to say we're going to... We're going to fight for it. It's like, you don't need to fight for it. It's just going to work. Yeah. Well, we say that, but the gay conversion bill failed, didn't it? Conversion therapy bill. What's your point, though? That culture war may not win itself. It did win. That gay conversion therapy bill failed very badly. Right? Like, it didn't pass. I thought it was a bill to ban conversion therapy. No, it's to reinstitute it. Ah. My bad. Yeah. Uh it was uh, brought by a uh, uh, a petition, I think, from near our community. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, if a petition reaches so many signatures, then and here's the the important bit in my point, in my mind, the MP also has to think that it is one good for the country and two viable as being passed, and then they're supposed to bring it. But and his ilk brought it forward because they have to appeal to their fucking foaming mouth fanatics or else they'll get primaried from the right right like but uh yeah no i uh i did a bunch of digging on this because my sister asked me to because she hangs out with a bunch of conservatives right because she still lives and uh, or wherever all right shouldn't (laughs) dox myself (laughs) we'll fix it in post yeah i'll fix it in post doubt it with a big bleep will you (laughs) sure Huh. That's easy enough to do in Audacity. Hopefully. Or whatever program I'm using. <laughs> Anyways, um, the, it, it got something like 20 votes on the first reading, and then it went back uh, to the Senate, and then it comes back down for a second reading. Got seven votes <laughs> for... <laughs> got one of them. Wow. Yeah, Hate I'll, that I'll guy. bleep his name, too. Why? Because that's... Oh, that'll identify us. That's kind of geographically related, yeah. Come for me, you fucking fascists. (laughs) Yeah, alright. I'll leave that part in. Thanks. (laughs) Alright, so yeah, that's this week's show. Anything else you want to add? Um, uh, geez. Um, uh, people, just don't, just don't vote conservative, please. Yeah. Or, just, or liberal. I mean, like, (laughs) at that point, just use your brain. I feel like your brain's turned on. 
if I just tell people not to vote liberal, <laughs> your brain will activate enough to really just use it. Yeah, if you want to say fuck you to the system, vote block. Or NDP. <laughs> or independent. Just a... Or independent, yeah. That's the true fuck or you. Or abstain. Just abstaining is a valid option. Yeah. If you abstain en masse... Until we bring in gulags. Yeah, then don't. Then don't. Don't take the little circle in the corner. That one's bad. Yeah. That one puts you in the gulag. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That that grinds my gears. When people just... Oh, well, the conservatives fucked up. We'll just vote liberals now. The liberals fucked up. We'll vote conservatives. It's just that's not how you fix things. Yeah. It's, you're just, you're bringing in the two-party system. It's just so politically unaware, too, right? It's historically unaware. Mm-hmm. It's it's a testament to illiteracy. It's a monument to illiteracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a lack of awareness. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm good. I'm content. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we are going to talk about beef next week, but we will be back next week. So. We'll figure out something. Oh wait, no, go ahead. I'll just Google it on my own. Yeah, so Google who produces more beef, and then you'll have the answer to that question. Yeah, and then unless don't don't Google. Oh no, there's no Wi-Fi in the basement. <laughs> oh, no, it's the can't. United States. I'm sorry. For yeah, I, no, I didn't even want to argue with you about it. I knew it was, but it's only close. It's close. It? Twelve point six million metric tons. The United States. Uh-huh. Ten point four million metric tons. Brazil. Oh. Okay, that's a lot closer than I thought. 7.7 is European Union in third. Yeah. That's a lot of countries, though, We've coming together. Finally answered the age-old question. What are you talking about? It's just France. <laughs> True. The age-old question. What? Where's the beef? <laughs>